Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, guys. So welcome to the first episode of the Rants and Gems show. My name is Matt Garland in MLS number 58700, but I'm better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. So I got my lovely co-host with me today. Kiana Watson. Hello, hello, everybody. What's popping, Kiana? Not much, you know, just out here living my best life. You know, my name is Kiana Watson. I am a realtor broker owner here in the metro Atlanta area. I got to be like Matt, you know what I mean? <laughs> I got I to do it like he just did. Yes, you know yes, what I'm saying? let him know. <laughs> License number 517576, baby. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I love it. I've never heard you say that before. I, I need to let the people know, you oh, know look, what I mean? Look, License look. is in charge. <laughs> oh, look, look, guys. So let me explain something to you. First of all, parental discretion is advised for the Rants and Gem <laughs> show, first and foremost, because I have a potty mouth, and I'm going to do my best not to use so much profanity, but you might get it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, but you, you know. want to get the real talk, man. We're going to talk everything from real estate, um, investing, news, strategy, education. We like to call that the Rents over here at EYLU. Shout out to my guy, Arthur um, King King, who who came up with that um, lovely, what do you call that, an acronym or something it's like an acronym, that? Yeah. An acronym, yeah. So shout out to the Rents, man. Shout out to Arthur for that, man. So look, we're going to be drinking wine during these episodes too. Full, just full disclosure, me and Kiana like to drink wine. We do. We love red wine, right? So it wouldn't be a, a good show if we didn't have no wine. I agree. So what's better to talk about real estate, wine, and everything else under the blue sun, all right? So look. Let's get this thing started. First of all, Kiana, why the hell did we decide to do a podcast together? All right. So listen. Let's, let's talk let's, to the let's people. Let's talk about, about why yeah. we decided to do this podcast. Me and Matt, we on the phone all the time talking about the market, talking about what's going on. I mean, we steady on the phone for hours. <laughs> and <laughs> even to the point where our spouses was like, all right, 
let me let's let us meet each other because yeah. they always on the phone. And Absolutely. I'm like, so I'm thinking about our conversations, and I'm like, the world needs to hear this because it's organic, mm-hmm. it's real, and we, we're doing it for the culture. Absolutely. We have the conversations, the tough conversations. Absolutely. That people are afraid to have. Mm-hmm. And so I said, why not do this together? We have the chemistry. Absolutely. We have the conversations already. We're Absolutely. literally just having our phone conversations in front of y'all. That's that's 100% facts, <laughs> right? Because the, the our dynamic is so organic. Yeah. And, and it's been like this for years, guys. And, you know, I, I decided I wanted to do this, this show. And at first, I'm like, I don't need a co-host. But then I'm like, you know, a co-host wouldn't be bad. And then I said, who who better... Not to have who better to have my co-host but the queen of the fucking South, Listen. Kiana Watson. Why not? Ooh, ooh, Kiana Watson in the building. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? why not? <laughs> why not? You know what I'm saying? So that's why we're here today, man. Like we both licensed professionals, so we're not internet people. Nah, we're not folks out here who just do content and then you taking these fabulous pictures <laughs> all the time. You gotta shout out your, your your paparazzi. Oh yeah, let me shout out my paparazzi. Yeah. You know, Caleb Madonna, Madonna Studios. You know, she keep us lit. You know, I'm always doing something. One thing I always tell people: the pictures, the pictures are in place mm-hmm. to get their attention, but the knowledge is what gains the client. Keep Absolutely. that in mind. Absolutely, but it's marketing, branding, all that stuff. It's all of it. Stuff. You got to do it all. And we're going to talk about all that stuff in future episodes. We're going to talk about everything on the show, man. So I'm really excited about this. This is going to be phenomenal. So you guys just buckle up. And I want to give a big, 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 big shout out to the whole EYL network. Oh, yeah. um, shout out to Rashad, um, Rashad Troy, uh, Mike, Bam, Janet, uh, everybody, man. Everybody, Jamal. The whole EYL team, man. Thank you, man. So the Rants and Gems is exclusive, exclusively on the EYL network. So um, catch us out on their YouTube channel and all audio platforms, right? So this is going to be phenomenal, man. And the goal with the Rants and Gems show is to be the number one real estate podcast in the world. All right? Y'all so, heard them. Y'all heard them. we're not stuttering we're about not this stuttering. shit. We're not stuttering. Right? We said what we said. We said what we said. Number one real estate <laughs> podcast in the world and we coming for that number one spot too eventually so EYL man I mean buckle up we love up. y'all we love y'all for real in real life in real life but so supportive but we got things to do <laughs> but we got things to do <laughs> and we got something to say and we coming for the crown no cap <laughs> no cap at all you know. so look let's get into today's episode right everybody's googling everybody's researching everybody's in your dms my dms when is the market going to crash? What the hell is going on? You know, that's the number one Google search this week. Is when, when is the market going to crash? Y'all crazy. want the market to crash so bad. First of all, I don't know why the hell y'all want the market to crash, right? Because look, and I'm going to just keep it real. A lot of y'all are crazy, right? Yeah. First and foremost. Because when, when, when y'all waiting for a foreclosure crisis just so you can get into the game, you're real selfish first and foremost to me. Because these are real life. These are people. Right. First things first, right? These are people who are going to lose their homes. And you guys are praying on this like y'all a bunch of savages and wolves. They praying. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, I see people on their on they knees praying to God, oh, I just can't wait for a foreclosure crisis. And I'm yeah. like, do you realize, like, let's, let's, let's talk about what really happened. Absolutely. Like, I had my license since 2007, so mm-hmm. I am not, like, brand new. I didn't get my license yesterday to sell real estate. And when you think about it, Everybody thinks about all the investors that, you know, picked up on all the properties that were cheap. But let's talk about the families. 
Yes. There were so many families that suffered and are just now rebuilding from that time because it was a lot of predatory lending. Absolutely. So much going on. They had no idea they were being preyed upon. No. They didn't know no they clue. were getting ARM mortgages. And, and, and if you don't know what an ARM is, it's an adjustable rate mortgage. Mm-hmm. You walk in, they give you 2.6%, and two, two days later, it's 8%. <laughs> <laughs> and, the and whole two days so later? Two days. It's two days. <laughs> just in case you didn't know what it was. You know, but they, you know, we have to stop. I, and I don't want to, that time was a very dark time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, let's think about it. Job, it was a lot of people that didn't have jobs. Absolutely. Jobs were getting paid bare minimum. You know, you're Absolutely. praying for a market crash, not realizing you it's going to mess up the entire economy if that were to happen. Absolutely. And look, I'm someone, I've been doing this for almost 20 years right. in the mortgage business. I, I, I originated during what I like to call the wild cowboy days, mm-hmm. right? Where you're right, people didn't know what the hell they was getting themselves into. A lot of people did, but they just didn't care because the access to capital was so easy. Mm-hmm. And if you had a pulse... You can get a mortgage, right? And you can buy a house with no money out of pocket. So people were just buying homes just because of the availability uh, of capital that was in the marketplace. But a lot of people lost, including myself. But, you know, a lot of real families that, you know, needed help. You know what I'm saying? And there was no modification programs like there there is now. There wasn't anything out there where people would get that help. So when you guys are praying for foreclosure waves, you got to think about this. Is this could be your next door neighbor? This could be your your cousin. This could be right. your auntie. You know, this can be a family member right. that you guys are praying on and their downfall too. And I just think is I think it's selfish. Yeah. First, first of all, to really say, oh, I'm waiting for a foreclosure crisis, and I'm waiting for these to hit the market. Right. And yeah, there's going to be casualties of war. In uh, any, in anything, right? But the way people are praying and waiting for this and hoping and praying that this is going to happen to me, I, I just think is stupid. You know what I mean? But you know what? You know what I'll say, and I understand. I I, I don't quite understand, but I can understand a little bit. You know, I got to be devil's advocate. Absolutely. Back then, we didn't have EYL. Nope. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have so many people educating us on the value of ownership and how owning property and creating generational wealth and doing those things, right? So then, many of us were not able to take advantage of the, the crisis. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to buy these homes, especially the metro Atlanta area. You guys know I'm ATL show, the a peach. Shout out to that. <laughs> Keep in mind, you can get a mini mansion. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real 5,000 5, square foot house for 150, 175,000. Yep. So, Back then, we couldn't take advantage of that because we were uneducated and we weren't aware. Now, everybody's educated. Shout out to EYL and everyone Shout else. Out. And, Shout out and, to and, all, and, the financial. All, all the financial advisors. Yeah. We got Jay-Z talking home ownership and ownership in his raps. You know, the culture has changed. Absolutely. So what's happening is, there. you know, if we had the education we have now, and the crisis we had then, oh, you know, it would be a whole new ball game. So oh, I, can, yeah, I, I understand why. But is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? In my opinion, hell no. No. Hell we can no. agree on that. We're going to agree gonna, on okay, that Okay, we're going to take a drink to we're that gonna, We're going to take a drink to that one. Because we don't Hold never on. agree. We're going to take a drink to that one. Is it going to happen? Hell no. no. Now, let's get, let's get into... F- all right, we we got through the humanity part of it, right? Because it's a humanity part. Because you got to be human, right? Yeah, don't we're human. don't be a sleaze bag. Yeah, right. Um, but now let's talk about the real deal. Yeah. Is it really going to happen? Me personally, hell no. Right. What I try to tell people all the time is, 
the the Great Recession, right, happened because of ultimately greed. Mm-hmm. Greed on everyone's part, from Wall Street to the bankers to the loan officers, the appraisers, and yes, the consumer too. You were greedy as well, right? <laughs> let's not let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, they were greedy as well, right? And it happened, and it crashed. And the government was reluctant to bail people out at that point in time. They didn't bail out middle America. They bailed out the banks and and Wall Street because they had no choice or the whole system would have collapsed, right? This time around, this is nobody's fault. This is a health crisis, right? You can walk outside, breathe, and basically you can die. You know what I mean? True. COVID-19 is a very scary thing, and it's real. I mean, in Atlanta, I don't know what the hell y'all doing out here. <laughs> y'all don't think. Okay, I, let, me, let, me just, let, me, let me put I this think, I, I, I think, I think COVID know. missed, you know, COVID Atlanta. I don't know. Atlanta. I have no, no clue I'm how. I'm playing. <laughs> but, like, y'all outside out here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, everybody thought because this was going to happen, the market will crash. People people don't have jobs. Right. They're losing their jobs. Business is closing. But the opposite happened. The market went crazy. Yes. It was insane. Insane. And I told everyone, and I said it on The Breakfast Club, shout out to The Breakfast Club. Shout out. That the market is going to go crazy because once people start going outside, they are going to be buying homes. And what happened? They came outside they and came they've been outside, buying homes. And they've been buying homes. And the market going into 2020 prior to COVID-19, the market was already setting records. The market was already... It was already going crazy. It was already going crazy. Already. The momentum was already there. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 and the pandemic, uh, basically... Wait a minute. Repeat that one more time. What you ba- call it? The pandemic, <laughs> right? Because it was... Look, a lot of people lost their lives. My condolences to everyone. Um, COVID-19 was the gift and the curse for a lot of people. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people who lost lives. I know people who died because of COVID, yeah. um, and it sucks. It was right? terrible. And when I say the pandemic, I'm not trying to like take that lightly on anybody who uh-huh. lost or anything like that. But the real deal is people made millions during the, during this time. So it was a pandemic. If you took the right steps to do what you had to do, you could have came up too. So housing, you know, the pandemic, based, or the pandemic, I should say, basically put gasoline on an already burning fire. I agree. So it's insane right now. Inventory is low. Everywhere. Inventory Everywhere. Is super low. Let's talk about inventory. Let's talk about inventory. So let's keep in mind. Now, you know, you want to buy a home, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of years ago, everybody that wanted to buy a home got a home. It was just as simple. I, I would say four years ago. Mm-hmm. You call me, you, you're approved, you're ready to buy a home, I'm going to get you with a home. We ain't going through too much, might look at four or five houses, you might lose one offer. But the second offer you in there, right? Okay. It's done. Now, everybody that wants to buy a home simply just can't buy a home. Yeah. And it's not because they're not ready, they're not qualified. We don't have enough inventory to support the number of people that are looking for houses. Mm. So I'm looking at, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. So I'm looking at the stats. They say that the builders have to build 5 million homes Jeez. to make up for the difference in the amount of homes that are needed to basically satisfy the demand of the consumers. 5 million homes. Five That's a whole damn homes. state. It's a state. <laughs> yeah. It's a state. And we don't even have that much land. Yeah. So, of course, the homes are getting smaller. The prices are going up. The land is getting shorter. 
And people are, are able to compete in this market. Let me tell you what's going on. So when you have six months of inventory, you're in a pretty neutral market. You're in a market where the buyers and the sellers can win. You know, everybody like a discount. Everybody mm-hmm. love a little discount. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get the seller to pay some closing costs. You can finesse a few things. When you get to three months of inventory, it's like, all right, it's a seller's market, but it's okay. Yeah. You can win an it's offer. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Across the nation, we're on average at 1.2 months of inventory. Jeez. We have no houses. 1.2 months of inventory. So let's explain what that actually means to, for the people who don't really sure. understand. So basically that means every home on average has at least seven offers. Okay. Multiple offer situations, people paying above asking price. There is, this is it's simple supply and demand. There is not enough supply of homes to satisfy the demand. Mm. And so what's happening is it's driving the prices up. And in certain cities across the nation, you have cities that have grown through COVID. So across the nation, this United States, we grew 16% in the sales price. Let's be mindful, between the year 2007 up until 2020, we grew 33%. Mm. So we we grew 33% in that huge span. In two years' time, we're up 16%. It's going to get worse. You know what I mean? So what's happening is... Demand for price, homes has gone up. People want to own. And people are getting paid more. Yeah. Now, although, and this is the part I like to talk about, you have Silicon Valley, you have tech, you have all these major corporations. They're now migrating to different places. You know, most of my people come from New York. Yeah. They can't wait to come to Atlanta. We, us <laughs> New Yorkers love Wakanda. Listen, they love we Atlanta. We love it here. But oh, you know why, though? It's They love the climate. They love the air. They love all that. But... They're getting paid these huge salaries, and they can work remotely in Atlanta. So they're getting the, the salary of being in New York with the and living in Atlanta. Yeah. You know how crazy that is? Man, listen, let me tell you something, man. Mike from EYL just bought a beautiful home here in Atlanta. He sure did. I mean, that house is gorgeous. But that house is $3, 4000000 million in New York. Of course. You know, easy. Easy. You know, and people who are making money, like you said, they don't want to spend three, four million. You don't want to have a thirty, forty thousand dollar mortgage. No. So you come to the South. Yeah. And New York has been closed, basically. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta's been wide the hell open. <laughs> I think y'all closed for two weeks out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be honest. Like, Atlanta been open. We've been outside. Y'all been outside since <clears throat> April 2020. But let's also talk about <laughs> like, why. I don't I think people forget. Because y'all nuts out here. Y'all not don't give a nuts. damn. It's not because we're nuts. <laughs> y'all crazy I mean, out people here. People fail to realize how much real estate drives the economy. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the stats, you start looking up the numbers. Every time a house sells, it's eighty thousand dollars towards the economy. So mm. at the time, at the time, we were a red state at the time. Our governor never shut us down. We were, real estate was deemed essential 24 hours after the announcement of COVID. I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. I'm like, oh, okay. It was deemed essential. Get you some gloves. Put on, put, on, put on a mask. Get you some sanitizer and you sell these houses. So the reason that we, we spiked in growth, our governor never shut us down. Wow. Now there are places like New York, Michigan, all these places. I remember in Michigan, an agent, they started to sue because they couldn't sell houses. It was a month later, they still couldn't sell houses. Yeah. But we were able to move forward. So we've had the most growth. There's only three cities that really grew substantially through COVID. This was in USA Today. It was Atlanta, Georgia, 
Durham, North Carolina, and Austin, Texas. Shout out to all the Dermites out there, man. <laughs> Dermites, baby. You're not from out. North Carolina. I went, I went to Central, man. Eagle Pride. You went man. to Central? Yeah, I'm a dropout, though. What? But I went to Central, though. Yeah, Shout I went to Fayetteville State, and I would always go to Central. You yeah. know, the homecoming was lit. Oh, man. Between Look. that and A&T. Oh, no, no, no. no. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold oh, on. don't. We can't. Oh, hold on. Hold Everybody on. went to A&T's Everybody homecoming. Everybody went to A&T's homecoming, but Eagle Pride over here, man. Okay, Shout out, but shout out to the Aggies too. You shout know? out to the Aggies. Shout out too. to them too. But shout out to all my Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think about it, you know, you have a lot of tech going to Durham. Uh-huh. You have a lot of major yeah, tech, R- major companies RTP going to huge. Austin. Yeah. In Atlanta, we got Microsoft here. Google has a hub here. Yeah. All these major companies are coming here. So of course and they're these people are making they're engineers. They're making half a million dollars to create net. Well, not even just from that, too. Even from entertainment. Look at Tyler Perry Studios. Oh, yeah, Perry entertainment. Studios, right? Tyler Perry told y'all to come, and y'all yeah. didn't stop. And now everybody's Thank coming Thank you, Tyler Perry. I appreciate you. Everybody's coming <laughs> here to film, yeah, right? Yeah, Because everywhere else was shut down, so now that helped boost the economy here, too. And also the home prices. And the prices are up. Yeah. And so when we're looking at 18% plus increases in a one-year span, and this happened in all three of these cities, and so when everyone's like, is the market going to crash? Think about this. In 2006, 2007, 2008, we had over six months of inventory. Mm. So when the market crashed, we had so much inventory Absolutely. sitting on the market. Absolutely. And so it was easy for people to come. And that's what I don't think people realize, right? Yeah. And, and people don't, you know, and this is one thing that we try to do on, you know, my platform, EYL's platform, is really talk about, look at the charts, right? Learn how to read the charts, learn how to do your research, do your due diligence. And if you look at, the reasons why the market crashed, first of all, because of the subprime crisis. But then if you look, when the home started depreciating, it was because look at all the inventory yeah. that was out there, right? People who have five, six, seven homes because they put no money out of pocket, this, that, and the third, they didn't mm-hmm. give a damn about those homes. Yeah. So sell them. Short, short sell them. Who they cares? They were short selling them. Yeah. Foreclose them. It doesn't matter. So like you said, you had eight, nine, ten months of inventory. Of course there's going to be a decline in prices at exactly. that point because, you know what, there's so many homes here, I don't need to pay what you're asking for. I'll exactly. give you thirty, forty thousand 40000 less. Exactly. Right? Now, fast forward, we have, what you said, 1.2 months 1. nationally. 1.2 months. And that's yeah. on average nationally. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. And then now you have multiple offers and you have homes I mean, selling prior to them even hitting the MLS. Yes. You know, and couple all of that, what we just said, with historic low interest rates. I mean, interest rates, I mean, shit, I got I got myself a two and a quarter on a 30-year <laughs> fix. You see what I mean? Right? Like, so when you have almost free money, no, no inventory, skyrocketing prices. Exactly. So- what makes you guys think this market is going to crash? I really don't understand it. None of us understands. Yeah, it. I don't get. I don't. <laughs> get, I don't get what people are talking about. There's going to be a market crash when all the data points to that it's not. Even if you look at all the people who are in forbearance, exactly right. Those folks now there will be casualties of war. There will be when some. it comes to that. But think about what the government just came out and said. Look, we're going to still push these people back. Right, if they need forbearance for an extra year, we're going to give it to them. And then they're telling the banks, "You must work with the, these folks, yes, who's coming off forbearance. And even if you got to extend their mortgages out to 40, ter- 40 years on their terms and give them dirt low rates, do it, so people can stay in their homes. Exactly, because they don't want this to happen again. I don't think no. people quite realize how I remember how terrible it was. Because you know, it was awful. I moved here. I moved to Atlanta by myself from from North Carolina. 2006, right? 
And so when the market crashed, I don't think people quite recognized how terrible it was and what really happened to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, minimum wage now is up fi- up to fifteen dollars. Yeah. Back then it was like ten dollars. If, if, it, it, if and even you got places paying you seven dollars yeah, an hour. Yeah. You see what I mean? And that's because they didn't have to pay anything, and they couldn't mm-hmm. because the economy was shot. Yeah. And so it was just a, it was like a really terrible time for so many people. The domino effect of ha- of a high housing crisis is not something anyone should wish for because while you're wishing for a housing crisis, what may end up happening is you may end up losing your whole job and you can't even take advantage of it if it is if it were to happen. Absolutely. Because corp- corporations they immediately start cutting back. They're cutting back now. Absolutely. And we're in a good time they're cutting back now because of technology mm-hmm. and then when people were working from home they started to realize Yeah, I don't need all these brick and mortars. I don't need them. So yeah. that's I can I can say commercial commercial is suffering a little bit. And I said that from the beginning. I said yeah. residential real estate will not crash. I said, mm-hmm. if anything, it's going to be commercial real estate because employers are going to say, how can I save money, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> My people are more productive, more efficient at home. Mm-hmm. They don't have to commute. They ain't got to worry about babysitters no more. Yeah, They can have their own home office, and they can work, and we can have meetings on Zoom. So now, what's going to happen? We, not, we don't need to renew our, our lease. Mm-mm. For what? Why are we going to pay 50 100 k for this big building exactly. when we can figure out a way to get out of this. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think commercial real estate is going to go through some pain in the next couple of years. It started already. Yeah, and it and has started already. Mm-hmm. But residential, nah, no. that's not going to happen. No. Now, for those folks who are waiting for some sort of market crash, let's look at some quick numbers. Let's just say you're buying a house today at a half a million dollars, rate around 3%. You're going to look at right around probably like an $1,800 mortgage payment. Right. If the market was to crash, let's just say it, it crashes 30% like the Great Depression because that's the worst housing crash on market, which is around 30% crash, right, or a 30% decline. That means that $500,000 home will go to three fifty. Yep. Now, if that happens, guys, I tell you all the time, interest rates are going to probably double up. Easy, probably overnight. Of course, if that happens, right? So your three percent would now go to six six percent. Mm-hmm. The payment difference is eight dollars higher for the cheaper house at three fifty with the higher interest rate. And if you look at over the life of the loan over thirty years, it's about a hundred and sixty thousand dollars more expensive. Mm. More expensive. With interest because of your higher interest rate, even though you're buying a cheaper house, yeah, you're still paying more because of the interest rates. Because higher. of the interest rates are higher, so why the hell are you waiting for some crash that may or may not happen to get into the market, right? Because it doesn't really benefit you at the end of the day. You're it not doesn't. you're not saving money at the end of the day. And that's why I try to tell people all the time is. Stop waiting for something that no one has a crystal ball. No one can predict when it's going to happen. You just need to get the hell in the game and do your best to get in there right now. Just get in the game when you can. This is the biggest thing I'm looking at. I'm looking at appreciation values. Mm -hmm. I'm out here, you know, as the owner of a real estate firm, I'm seeing contracts from my agents. I see what's happening. People are paying so much more for the houses now. I had a couple of clients. When COVID first happened, I might have had 25 buyer clients. Mm -hmm. Half of them wanted to keep going. Half of them didn't. 
The ones that wanted to move forward, they got equity, they happy. The ones that wanted to wait until they thought COVID was over, which we all know, it's, it's, it, this is here forever. It's never going to live with it, right? This is like the flu. But Exactly. So now it's they're like, okay, forever. I'm ready to buy a house. But their pre-approval hasn't changed because while housing prices are increasing 18%, 16%, they get in 0.5% raises at their jobs every year. How can you keep up? Yeah. You can't. The average person that's working the typical job, getting the 0.5% increase, 50%, 50 cent increase, a dollar increase mm-hmm. per year, think about it. You can't keep up. So now you're qualified for the same amount of home. But the home now is much less, less in square footage, yeah. less desirable location, yeah. because you waited too yeah. long. So what you could have gotten last year, three hundred and fifty thousand, is now this year four hundred and fifty thousand plus multiple offers. So you're really paying four seventy five, probably five hundred. And you know market. exactly yeah. in this market because we have twenty offers and it's not. It, let me tell you, it's so normal. I would, I could, I couldn't even open my mouth to tell someone. Yeah, you know. You got to pay the difference between appraisal price. I, oh, that, two, that wasn't three years ago. Three two, two, two years, years ago. ago that wasn't a, that two wasn't a conversation. Ago, I was like, that special stipulation was not even in my database. Yeah, no, that was now, we're gonna we're gonna lower that 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 contract <laughs> price, the price to the appraised value. Let me tell you now. Not only is it a part of my conversation, if you look into our FMLS, which is you know MLS is the multiple listing service you use that to list professionally list property. Mm-hmm. Agents are putting it inside the description. Um, prepare to um, send proof of funds for the amount of money you're going to pay above appraisal price. Mm. It's so normal now that in a, in, in, again, it depends on the location. It depends on the property. So let's talk about retail buyers looking for A-plus um, rated school districts. It's multiple offers. Yeah. And, they're, and they're telling you to pay the difference between appraisal price or go ahead, go, you know, or forget it. Kick rocks. I just did it. Basically, I kick just rocks. did it for my sellers. Mm. I just did it. Home came in below appraisal price. It was much, like, okay. How much below? It was it was um, actually 15000 Okay, so that's not bad. It's not bad. That's not bad. That's like now, $5 a month. And we was like, all right, um, what you going to do? Because yeah. we'll put this back on the market. Yeah. We, we either want our money or we'll just, we can terminate. It's up to you. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, well, we're going to move forward. Thank you, 15000 extra yeah. in my client's pocket. Look, I'm, I'm not a fan, and I'm on record. I say this all the time. I, I am not a fan <laughs> of paying up. Anything above what the home is valued at. But she gonna sip her wine on this one. <laughs> I am not but, a fan of that shit. But what? But <laughs> what but, you gonna do? What you gonna do at the end of the day? If That's you my point. if you are an emotional home buyer and you love this house, this A rated school districts, guess what? You are gonna pay yeah. above asking if you going that retail route. Because I'm not trying to be funny, but there are places that don't have multiple offers. I got a listing right now in a location that hey, we don't got multiple offers, but y'all don't want to be there. Yeah. It's, y'all don't want the school district. You know what I mean? Because you're coming from a retail standpoint. So you're bringing your family over here. You're like, I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I want to be in an area that's so in the middle of gentrification that I may have to be worried about my copper getting stolen. Let's mm. be real. Now, from an investor standpoint, that's different. I think that a lot of times we forget we're talking to retail people. Yeah. A person that has never purchased a house. You're looking for that white picket fence. You're looking for the American dream for you and your family. And sometimes that American dream just doesn't look like an area that's transitioning. Absolutely. It looks like A-rated school districts. It looks like established neighborhoods. And that looks like paying above appraisal price. I hate to say it, but I said what I said. And I'm not taking it back. <laughs> I'm not taking it back because it's true. You know they're going to be in the comments on I that one. Care. They're going to be in the a, comments you can, getting you at can you. be in there because the appraisals are subjective. I've gotten two appraisals on one property 
both of them thirty thousand dollars in, in difference in value. Yeah, appraisals are subjective. So what you want to do is look at the data. I'm not just telling people to do this stuff blindly. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the appreciation values of the zip code. We're looking at the previous sold properties, the values, what has happened. Then you know I'm leading them to the water, or you could just not buy a house. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you like this, right? And people always tell me like, oh, these people are overpaying, blah blah blah. And I tell people, when those deals sell, right, and they're recorded, the recording doesn't say, well, it appraised at this. Exactly. It says the sales price was this and the close price was recorded at this, right? Mm -hmm. So if they paid 15000 extra out of their pocket, guess what? That's now a new comp. It's the new It's, it's the, the new, new price. It's the new price it's of the, the neighborhood. It's the new comp. So what's going to continue to happen during 2021 these comps are now going to be record breaking all throughout yes. the country, mm -hmm. right? That just because it came in fifty thousand, like sixty thousand, like twenty thousand, like if someone still came out of their bank account and gave that appraisal gap difference, yes. and brought that money to closing, yes. guess what? Those are fresh comps, and now what's going to happen? The new people who are going to list their house in the fourth quarter, they're going to have now this data, yeah, because now when the appraiser goes out there. And he goes to appraise the house. Well, he's going to look back six months of previous sales. And he's going so, to see. So anything that's sold within the first half of 2021 is the new comps for the people who are going to sell. Can I just say this? And, and, and it's up and it's stuck, baby. <laughs> it's up, it's and, up it's and it's stuck. stuck. And I just need people to know that. I'm, I'm telling <laughs> yo, you. Yo, the comments going to be at you with that <laughs> one. I had a client. Yo, <laughs> I love him to death. We don't wrote so many offers, my fingers hurt. And they was obsessed with one house. Couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't believe they lost the offer. We offered 50000 above asking. So we went back to see the house sold for 100000 above asking price. Yes. Real information. 100 k above. 100000 sold to a cash buyer, too, in the 700000 price range. So I want y'all to really keep in mind what's really happening out here. So now Jeez. that's the new comp for the area. Yes. That's the new comp for what's going on. So... You know, the prices are up and they stuck in. If you want to buy in a retail market, put your retail hat on. Now, we're going to talk about investors one day, but if you're an investor and you're buying in a transitioning area, gentrifying, maybe that doesn't apply to you. But you're buying this house for your family, and you may want to bring your family to an area that you're comfortable. And in that specific area, it's an A-plus rated school district. Well, keep in mind in that area, you're going to be paying the difference between appraisal price or you will lose offers. My, these sellers don't care about your your, your letters. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's, at this point, they're talking about it's going to be like a fair housing violation to write these letters or something like that. Like, yeah. I'm going to say I represent buyers and sellers. When I'm representing sellers, they like, Kiana, show me the money. I would show a text message right now from one of my sellers. Man. <laughs> Yo. So be prepared. The market to me is up. It's stuck. You know, there is no data to support that we're going to crash. The only no data, data that supports is that we're going to slow down with the demand by the end of the year. There but will the be a correction. But there will be a correction. Uh, by the time it happens, I, it's going to be late. But see, look, I think there's going to be a correction in 2023, mm -hmm. right? 2023, maybe third quarter, somewhere around there. There's going to be some sort of correction. I don't think it's going to be a crash. I think prices will level off. I think over the next two years, there's, there's so many permits construction that's happening right now right even with the cost of lumber up what, what 250 percent year yeah. over year people still going to build you know people have to build you i know agree what I'm saying? but this let's be mindful the correction to me what's going to happen is 
the builders that actually slow down with building because they of COVID and they slow down with all these things, they're going to get pick pick up and start. Hundred percent. So when they start building more and they pick up, we're going to have more inventory, which means we're going to slow down on multiple offer situations. Yeah. But you're not going to tell that, me and, a house that sold for eight hundred thousand dollars this year is going to sell for four hundred thousand. Oh hell no! Two years. It's oh, not how, happening. No, that's not that going to happen. Ain't going to happen. That, the new price. The price is the price. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, and it's up and it's stuck, like yeah. you said, because of what's happening in twenty twenty one right now right. is unprecedented right now these comps are solid right. they're going to be there so that's going to be the true value so even if there is a correction and i think there'll probably be a 10 percent correction yeah me personally right five to ten percent depending on the market i like that. Where, where you are right even an example eight hundred thousand. that's only 80k exactly you know so it might go back down to like 750 but it's but yeah what y'all are hoping for what they what they really want is, is a crash is, they won't they won't what happened they, they, yeah happen. that's not gonna happen 2008 2009 get the over government it. put so it. many um so much protection out there because they don't want it to happen again because no, it, it was it was terrible it was terrible for everybody involved it's, it's not gonna happen again so my suggestion is you know i'm gonna make sure we are very clear Mm. I'm Talk sorry. to him. Talk to the him. The market is not going to crash. Oh man. The prices are up. You need to save your money and prepare yourselves to purchase a home in this economy. If you are a retail buyer, be prepared to pay a little above asking price. And if that's not what you want to do, maybe you don't want to buy a house right now. And that's okay. That's okay. Damn, but that, but, but, like it, that but it ain't gonna happen unless you do so. I saw an article the other day. On average, Every single house is, is being sold 101% above value. Let that simmer in your 101% above value. Yeah. So that means every house is being sold at least 1% above value. That means every house is being sold above value. Yes. In the retail market. In the retail market. In the retail market. So let that sizzle in your spirit while you save your money. <laughs> You work on your capital, and you work on your strategic plan so you can buy your retail house so you and your family can live in this A-plus rated school district, and that's it. Look, it is what it is, and it ain't what it ain't. It ain't what it ain't. It ain't what it ain't at at the end of the day. No one has a crystal ball. No one can predict what's going to happen. No. We're just giving you um, our opinions and what we think is going to happen based off the data. You know, not emotion, because we're not talking no emotions here. Mm -hmm. This is just straight data. and. The, the data points to all signs that, yeah. you know, with low rates, with everything that's happening, with lumber up 250, 250% year, year over year, that shit is still skyrocketing and, right now. And let me, be, uh, let me just say this. Keep it real. Because y'all, y'all always coming at me. <laughs> it don't really matter to me if the price go up. I am an amazing agent. My phone stay ringing. So if the price was to go down, I'm just going to sell more units to more people. Mm. It don't benefit me at all to tell y'all that it's not going to happen. Because if the price went down, Very then true. I would actually be able to have a larger market share of people. Because as the price increases, you know, I kind of feel like the first-time buyer is getting more and more extinct. Yeah. You Because it, it, it's just Low not down payments and stuff so like it doesn't, that. So yeah. as an agent, whether I sell 10 houses at 300000 or four houses at 800000 at the end of the month, my bottom line is my bottom line. So it's not that we really want to see that happen. It's just the facts. Yeah. You know? Think about it. Look, it, it, and it is facts, man. The, yeah. re, the first-time home buyer is definitely getting boxed out right now. Yeah. Not, 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 not to just say first-time home buyer. The home buyer with minimum down payment. True. Minimum down payment. That's, it, you can be on your third home. If you're trying to put 3%, 5%, 
Shit, in some cases, 10% right now. It's tough. It's tough in certain markets and yeah. certain areas when you have so many people who have capital right now. Yes. You know, you got the PPP guys out there. You it's got the, the, it's the PPP. You, the PPP is winning. You got the PPP guys <laughs> out there winning. You know what I'm saying? You got Yo. the crypto guys out here winning. Yeah. The option guys out here I mean, winning. You, the stock guys. $5 on one of them coins, you wake up a millionaire. That's what yeah. I heard. I mean, hell, it's been happening. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, so it's a lot of money out here in the marketplace where people are throwing down, yeah. you know, big money um, on their deposits yeah. to get these homes. I and, agree. you know, it's unfortunate because I'm, I'm a huge fan of OPM, which is other people's money. So I love putting minimum down payments um, on deals because, how why use my capital when I can use the banks? You don't have to. But in this situation, unfortunately, it's becoming extremely difficult for mm -hmm. those low down payment buyers, which sucks. Um, just to be honest with you, but, you know, it is what it is. It's just the market that we All in. we can do is educate our people so that way they're making informed decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, we, as agents, we talk about it a lot. Like, y'all, they bounce from agent to agent hoping for a miracle. Yeah. Still laws. You lose five offers with one agent, lose five offers with the other agent. Yeah. By the time they get to the third agent, they recognize, oh, I got to spend some money. Yeah. You win an offer, yeah, because you're spending money. Yeah. And it's just what it is. So, you know, I, 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 I hope that if you don't take anything away from this episode, take away from the fact that you got to boss up. You got to save mm. your money. You got to be ready. Get your credit scores up. Get your savings up. And if you want to own something in this climate, in the retail market climate, you know, come ready. Come ready. Come prepared. Come ready. Uh, but don't wait. Don't hesitate. Go out there and execute. Don't be discouraged. Don't wait for a market crash. Um, stop Googling it. Right. Because <laughs> like, seriously, stop Googling yeah. it. Stop watching YouTube videos about it. You know, stop it. Because yeah. ultimately you can't you can only control what you can control. Yes. And what you can control is your credit. What you can control is how your savings pattern and how disciplined you are with saving. Mm -hmm. You can control those things, but you can't control the market prices and those things. Right. The only can. thing you can control is what you do. So the word. The encouragement that I want to put behind this this episode is just go out there and do it, man. Go out there and execute. Absolutely. You know, no matter what our opinions are, you know, make sure you're doing what's right for you and your family. Mm -hmm. And do your due diligence. Do your research. And I'm not paying over no appraised value, me personally. Not <laughs> <laughs> just me personally. Matt said it ain't happening it for me. It, it, it ain't happening. It ain't happening for me, MG. But it's happening consistently. But it's across happening. The world. It's, but if it, every house, is, if, mm -hmm. if you're telling me on average across the United States that homes are being sold 101, percent that means that some of these houses, I, yeah. I just saw a house sold 111 percent above value. Man, so we got to just follow the data. Follow the data. Follow the data, and then make your decision from there. But don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> yeah, don't don't shoot the messenger. But it is what it is, man. Lumber's going to continue to increase. Yeah, it's gonna, not going to be no slowdown on that. Mm -hmm. um, home prices is going to continue to increase for yes. at least the next two years. It's going to be a seller's market, I think, for the next two years. I agree. The people who are coming out of these forbearance plans, they, all of them are not going to lose their homes. Nope. Um, some of them got the money. Some of them got. Be surprised. Oh, look, some, I of, them, some look, of them saving the money, flipping stacking. the money, There's, and keep look. in mind they got places like EYL telling them where to put their coin, where yeah. to where to invest their stocks. Some of them just waiting. It's like, oh, okay, when it, oh, it's time to pay six Look, months. Here you go. I done I, flipped it. At the networking <laughs> event, I probably spoke to at least four people at the networking event that said they've been in four brands for over a year. They got another three, four months, and they've saved sixty, seventy thousand, and they invested it into the market, and now they got gains, and now they're buying investment properties. 
in their LLC names. You see what I'm with saying? The money Everybody. that they was paying with their mortgage. So if people came with it with a strategy. Exactly. So a lot of the people out here who took advantage of forbearance didn't really need the help. They just saw an opportunity and they took advantage of that opportunity. And be clear. Yeah. They go and when it's time for them to pony it up, they're gonna pony it up, keep their houses, and keep going. Yeah, because the the government is gonna make the banks basically put it on the back end of the loan. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like don't wait for something that may not yeah. ever happen, guys. Go out no. there and execute and buy real estate. I agree. You got any final words on this topic? My final words are execute. Do your do your research, do your due diligence. Um, as a retail buyer, shift your mindset. You know, you please shift your mindset, especially when working with your real estate um, agent, working with your realtor. Like, be mindful. Are you in a transitioning area or in a, or am I in an established area? Two completely different strategies. Figure out what's best for you and your family. Save your coins. Mm-hmm. Raise your credit score and take advantage of these low interest rates while they're here before they go back up. Because once they do go up, and you got to keep in mind the price of homes, the cost to build homes is going up. Everything is up. It's just up and it's stuck. Take that. Take that. <laughs> take what I that, said. It's up and it's stuck. That's what I take that away. That's all I got to say. Look, we may have to make that the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> is the market going to crash? No. It's up and it's stuck. <laughs> that might have to be the episode. So look. One episode down, many more to go. How many you feel, more to go. How I you feel, feel about I this? I feel so real far? good about this episode. I feel real good. Yeah, about this it. was this was um. It's, it's rants and, and gems. This is rants and gems, babies. This is what we're doing here, man. So look, this is going to be out there on all audio platforms. You know, make sure you guys go to these audio platforms. Make sure you like it, subscribe. You know, leave a comment. Um, do all that good stuff. Share with the community because again, we need to make the rants and gems show the number one show. Um, in the business real estate world on iTunes and all that good yes, stuff. Yes, I right? agree. We're coming for that number we're one coming spot. For it. We're coming for the number one, number one spot. But first things first, we're going to be the number one real estate show. Let's and then we're going to start there and then we're going to go for Build the number one. Up. Yeah, we're going to work our way up. But we we, we, got our, we got big goals over here at the Ransom Gym Show. Yes, right, we Kiana? do. Major goals. Major goals. All right, so that's it, man. I'm done. It's up and it's stuck, like Kiana said. <laughs> My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700. My name is Kiana Watson, number 517576. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. All right, guys. So we're going to see y'all at the next episode. Peace. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.